Hello, and welcome to Into the Fire, a Burning Coal Theatre Company podcast series. Hi, this is Jerome Davis. I'm the Artistic Director of Burning Coal Theatre Company, and I'd like to welcome all of you to Into the Fire, the Burning Coal Theatre Company podcast series on all things theatrical. Uh, today we have a pair of guests, uh, the two actresses playing the one role of Rory, <clears throat> short for Aurora, in A Hundred Words for Snow by Taddy Hennessy, which opens October 15th at Burning Coal and runs through November 1st. Uh, the two actresses here are Kimmy Fiorentino and Laura Lillian Baguette. Welcome, ladies, both. I love it. Baguette and bread now. Is it not baguette? Uh, baguette. Baguette. <laughs> well, dang. Um, well, let me start, uh, uh, Kimmy, with you. Um, you have um, uh, been uh, working with Burning Coal and with, another, uh, with a, a number of other theaters across the Triangle for several years now. Is this your first uh, one-person show? Yes, this is my first one-person show. What's it like? Uh, what's the difference? How is it different than what you've experienced in the past as an actor? Um, in some ways, it's very different, and in some ways, it's uh, very the same. Um, I guess it's definitely, it's a lot of responsibility to be the only person on stage and everyone's looking at you. Um, and it's definitely a lot of lines to learn. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I guess when it boils down to it, it's just another kind of theater. And it's not maybe quite as hard as I thought it would be, but it's it's challenging in different ways. Mm-hmm. Laura Lillian, had you, um, had you been uh, working in this mode before? This is your first one-person show as well. Yes, it is. Uh, do you have any reflections on on how it differs from uh, the normal, you know, you were in our production of Camelot, for instance, the big musical that we did last December. How is it different than working on Camelot? Okay, so for Camelot, that was, I mean, it wasn't a super large cast. It was maybe 15, which was actually smaller than I'd been used to, so it felt intimate. But I don't know, this is definitely a whole nother level. And I love it because in Camelot, I was like, I mean, every actor is an important actor, but I was in the ensemble. I was like running on and off stage and doing all the things. But in this one, I'm the center of attention and everyone has to pay attention to me. This is great. I did a production of Christmas Carol once when I was in my early 30s uh, where I had to run uh, in a theater that had three different floors where you could enter the theater on three different levels. And, and the play was only 55 minutes long and I ran almost nonstop. I'd run to an entrance, somebody would be standing there holding a scarf and a hat. I'd put it on, I'd walk out on stage and say, hello, Mr. Scrooge, and then run off stage, throw off the hat and the scarf, run around to another part and throw on a coat and a, another hat and walk on and say, good evening, Mr. Scrooge. <laughs> That's all I did the whole time. So I know that experience. Uh, and, and I've also done one person shows before. Do you, do you like them, uh, ladies? Do you, do you feel like this is, this is something that's stretching you as an artist at all? 
Kimmy? Definitely. I feel, oh, Kimmy, go first. No, go for it. Go for no. it. Okay. And then, okay, I'll go. Um, so <laughs> it's definitely new. It's definitely a stretch. Learning all the lines has been a chore, but not as difficult as I originally thought it was going to be. Speak um, for yourself. <laughs> um, yes, uh, there are certain sections, like the helicopter scene. Um, <laughs> yes, but it's really, really cool, and I love it. And this is definitely an experience I'm going to take with me into the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious if you like it, if you're enjoying this process uh, versus other types of performance that you've been involved with in the past. Oh, definitely. I think, um, and it's nice because I mean, a lot of the reason I do theater is just for like the camaraderie and like all the other people. And you'd think that this might be very lonely, but there, there are so many other people on the production team that you get to interact with. So it really still does feel like a collaboration even though it's just me on stage because so much is happening behind the scenes as well. Yeah, the design elements are really at the forefront of this production in, in some ways, more so than anything we've done before. Um, Kimmy, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from originally and, uh, and how did you get involved in this business? <laughs> um, so I'm originally from Florida. Uh, I lived there until about third grade, then I moved to Asheville, then I moved to Greensboro, then I went to school in Boone, and then I moved here. Um, but yeah, I, it's weird. I always wanted to be an actor. I think it was when I was watching Barney when I was little. <laughs> and, um, and I said something to my mom about, like, that's so cool. I want to be friends with Barney. And she says, you know, those are actors. And then I was like, well, that's what I'm going to do. And my whole childhood, I begged my parents to get an agent, but of course, none of us knew how that worked or what that even meant. So I never got one. And then um, I really didn't get to start acting until high school when I finally got into a drama class. And then since then, I just never stopped. So. And where was high school for you? Uh, it was in Greensboro, Northwest Guilford. Do you remember the, the first time you went into their uh, performance space? Uh, at my high school? Yeah. Um, not particularly. I don't... <laughs> what, what about it was attractive to you? I don't know. I guess there must have just been something inherent inside me that I knew I wanted to act. And then when I finally got the chance to do it, I was like, yep, I knew it. I, you know, like there was no question. I just, I tried to get into drama classes in middle and high school before that. And they were always full because everybody wanted to be in them. And then when I moved, nobody wanted to be in the, the drama classes in my new school. So mm -hmm. I got in. And yeah, I guess there was just never a question about it. I just waited until it was my chance. And then I kept doing it. And uh, what was the first play that you saw? Ooh. I don't know what the first play I saw was. I grew up with musicals. My mom had all the soundtracks to Grease and West Side Story and things like that. Yeah. Um, I know I saw, my sister was in drama class in middle school in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. I know I saw that when I was pretty young. My brother was in Odyssey of the Mind and they did a, an adaptation of A Midsummer Night's Dream 
<laughs> yeah, so I don't know if I remember exactly my first theatrical experience, but um, probably one of those. I, I, I remember when I was 12, uh, seeing a touring production of Cinderella um, that my father took me to see, me and my brother for some reason. I think my mother got ill. She was going to take us and and I ended up going, there was a moment in it where the, this young woman was standing on stage dressed in rags and they flew in the dress, you know, the Cinderella dress, and, and she just held her arms up in the air and the dress came right down over her head and just in an instant, and somebody stuck a tiara on her head and, and you could see entirely how it was done. I mean, there was no, you know, kind of fakery or anything like that. It was just the, the magic of the theater. And I, I think that moment for me might've been, the, the moment where I knew I wanted to be involved in this business. Um, what about you, Laura Lillian? Uh, when did you first start um, acting? Where are you from? You're from Raleigh originally. Right? Raleigh born and raised, baby. Oh, Woo! Rarity. And most people are from somewhere else. Uh, no, I'm just like super cool. Um, but <laughs> yes, I went to Partnership Elementary School, then Martin Middle School, and now I'm at Broughton High School. Um, I really started getting into acting, I think, in maybe fourth grade. I didn't like do things in acting, but I enjoyed it. Um, I did Odyssey of the Mind, as Kimmy mentioned, which is for those of you who do not know, um, uh, like it's a creativity competition. And I loved it because there are skits around it, but my team, we also did the problems where you had to build structures and put weights on them and okay i'm just gonna brag for a second ours it has to be under 18 grams which is about the weight of two pencils and in my fifth grade year our structure held i think 818 pounds um so yeah yay mm -hmm. um but the acting there that was so much fun and i always we got to write our own scripts so i always wrote myself a very dramatic role and I think in fourth or fifth grade, I started auditioning for shows at Raleigh Little Theater. And I didn't actually get into a show at Raleigh Little Theater until freshman year of high school. So it? much improvement has happened. What, what was it? It was Junie B. Jones, the musical. Mm -hmm. And it was so much fun. And I was bossy head nay. Um, yes, but I did theater camps every summer at Raleigh Little Theater. Mm -hmm. I started with um, Sing It Out Camp. I did that for two years, and then I did Kids on Stage for three years, I think, and then Teens on Stage now for two years. Um, and my middle school drama teacher saw potential in me, so he definitely helped me to figure it all out. And I loved the theater at Martin Middle, and it was just... Yes. Do you remember the first thing you ever saw live on stage? I think, I mean, besides like Odyssey of the Mind stuff, which usually the kids weren't actors, they were just doing scripts to do. Um, but like the first real big production I remember seeing is in fifth grade. I went to see Annie at DPAC with my mom and one of my friends and her mom. And Annie, their original Annie had come out when my mom was in fifth grade. And yeah. the new Annie came out when I was in fifth grade. So we went to go see Annie together. Yeah. I remember that original one too, from back in the late seventies, I think it was. Uh, um, so um, the play is about a, a young uh, girl, a 15 year old girl. Uh, Kimmy, you're not uh, 15 anymore. Uh, 
because of your diminutive uh, stature, uh, you often get cast as young people. Ah, you're uh, small. <laughs> I'm going to go with diminutive stature, but okay. Uh, uh, do, you feel, uh, do you feel like that's uh, an advantage for you as an actor? Is it frustrating? Uh, some of both? How, how do you feel about these, these um, types of roles? I do usually feel like it's an advantage. I think I have the advantage of, um, you know, having a bit more experience than some younger people. So I... Um, I'm, I'm good at playing kids, I think. Um, and yeah, I mean, there are a lot of really great child roles or teen roles, you know, younger people. Mm -hmm. A lot of times because of like, you know, labor laws or this or that, like a lot of times theaters specifically want to cast adults as children. So I've got like a lock on that market. It's really excellent. Um, and yeah, I, I'm just wondering when... I'm going to be too old and when people will realize it and be like, oh man, you can't pass for this. What are you, who are you trying to kid? <laughs> That's nice. Uh, <laughs> are there any, uh, any uh, child roles that you have your eye on? I'm just curious. Oh my gosh. I would kill to play small Allison in fun home. That really any Allison in fun home is an absolute dream role. So maybe, maybe one day, fingers crossed, I can do one of those. I don't think that's been done in this area yet, has it, that, that musical? Mm -hmm. I think Theater Raleigh was doing it. I'm not sure if it was before pandemic or I don't, I don't know if they did it or not. I don't think they did. Uh, Laura mm -hmm. Lillian, uh, you uh, are playing somebody very close to your age. You're, you're 16 now, I guess. What, what's, uh, is that a, a unique experience for you? You're, you're uh, tall. And so I imagine in school, you often get to play the older roles in the play. Yes. Is, that, is that correct? Um, so I'm just going to touch on the tall thing for a second. Being tall in acting is not the best because if you're small, you can pass for young people, but you can also pass for your own age. I can't pass for my own age, let's be real. <laughs> like I went I went to the beach the other weekend with my niece. It was my whole family, but I took my niece down to the pool and you know it's the pandemic now, so you have to get your temperature checked at the pool. And I was like, okay, let's get your mommy checked. And I was like, oh shoot, how old do you think I am? Um twenty? Not quite. Um, but no, um, it is nice to play somebody close to my own age because I definitely get cast as the mom because I have very maternal instincts. So I'm always the mom in like school shows and stuff. And it's, it gets a bit tedious, but it, it's nice to play somebody so real. Rory is a very real character with re very real experiences and I think it's really interesting to be able to be sort of at the same point in my life that Rory is. Uh, do you I mean this is a unique experience we don't want to give too much away because of the you know we're about to open the play we want people to experience it for the first time but are there aspects of Rory that you uh, um, relate to or or intuitively understood upon first reading of the play Laura Lillian? I think definitely Rory's sarcasm and witty humor. I think humor is definitely something I use to avoid things and to get through tough circumstances. Um, yes, yeah, so. What is that at all? <laughs> That's a joke, right? Yes. Okay, because. Huh. <laughs> 
Kimmy, um, what about you? Uh, I mean, you know, you're you're not 15, but you're not that far beyond it. Uh, when do, do you still have memories of that age uh, that you can draw from, or does it vanish from your head by the time you're in the <laughs> mid-20s? Um, what's weird is I feel more like Rory now. Like me as a 15-year-old, I was very shy and very uptight and very like I can't believe anyone was friends with me and <laughs> and now I feel a lot more like my personality aligns with hers a lot more now because she is very like dry and witty and sarcastic and like not afraid to like make stupid jokes and say weird things and I feel like at 15 I I wouldn't have been so comfortable in my own skin as she is. She seems very mature for mm. a 15 year old. So yeah, it's really strange that I actually think I relate to her much more now at my age than I would have. I definitely don't think I could have played this role when I was 15. <laughs> I would. 16. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a mature part in many ways and the character goes through a lot of uh, maturing over the course of the 75 minutes he said, knocking on wood, <laughs> play. Um, <clears throat> what do you, um, what do you want to do, uh, Kimmy, um, as a, an artist? Um, camaraderie is a great thing, a great, um, you know, um, benefit, uh, value added, as the British say, but, uh, but what, uh, what else? Uh, is there anything else you would like to, as you move into the middle part of your career, which will be happening probably in the next 10 years or so, um, what do you want to accomplish? What do you want your work to do uh, for the world, uh, if anything? Wow, that is a, an existential question. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess like anyone would say, I would love for my work to make a difference and to um, connect with people and be relatable. Um, wow, I mean, that's like asking me the meaning of life. That, I, ooh, that's yeah. 42. Well, it is, 42. Uh, it is asking you the, the meaning of life. If <laughs> yeah. Your life is, is as an artist. Uh, um, Laura Lillian, do you have thoughts on that uh, that idea? You're quite young, probably haven't thought about it nearly as much as... Uh... I do have thoughts on that idea, as a matter of fact, Jerry. Um, but yes, I think my purpose as an artist is to connect with people. Um, people don't see the full scope of other people, especially in the world we're living in now. People close themselves off and put on a happy face and go out and live their lives, then come home and break down in the quietness of their own room. And they don't get to connect and see that other people are struggling or other people go through the same things they're going through. And it can be very lonely. So I think theater is a really good way to push out of that and be able to understand that you're not alone and you never will be alone no matter how much you wish for it <laughs> but there's always somebody else going through what you are somebody who believes what you do it's like the, like the into the woods song you're what is that song you're never alone um, no one is alone, no one is alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 uh that's right there's a lot of good uh, philosophy in that <laughs> uh, uh, 
So um, when um, when you look forward, uh, Laura Lillian, you're you're going to be uh, wrapping up high school at some point. Uh, some point. Do you have any thoughts about uh, what happens next for you after that? I actually do. I obviously want to attempt the theater world, which can be very scary, but I know I would kick myself forever if I didn't at least try. Always wondering what if, but if that doesn't work out, I want to be an OBGYN. Uh-huh. Interesting. Very nice. Uh, and that's something that would be good for people as well. I would think, uh, you know, having a, a good doctor in that field uh, particularly would be good. Um, okay, uh, ladies, do you, is there anything you want to say about Rory before we wrap up? Um, we're getting fairly close to our, um, the witching hour here. Um, what do you, what do you, tell us just, uh, Kimmy, what, what is there about Rory that you admire or that you're frustrated with or that you want um, to, to communicate to people? Um, I don't know. I, I really like her as a character. I admire her, um, like I already said, because she's already, I mean, she's not a real person. She's so much more mature than I was at that age. So I'm just like amazed at the way she thinks and just all of what she accomplishes. I mean, I still haven't traveled by plane by myself. I've only been on one vacation ever without my parents. I'm like, I can't imagine all the stuff she's doing. Um, so I just think she's just a remarkable character. And it's so interesting to watch her grow over the course of the show and just um yeah I just think it's definitely a show worth watching it's she's just she's brave uh, she's definitely brave yeah <coughs> Laura Lillian do you want to add to that uh, about your your uh, interpretation of Rory so I think what Rory goes through is really important she is experiencing grief and from what I interpret from her, this is not something she's known before. And I'm the same way. I have never had serious grief in my life. And so I think for those who are going through grief, this is a very powerful thing to help come to terms with, with feelings. And I think even for those of us who haven't, it's something to almost like grasp onto. It's something tangible to prepare yourself for. So I've, de I've definitely been thinking about death a lot since we started this show. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's yeah, comforting. There's our marketing line. <laughs> <laughs> death. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, it is about that. There's no question. That's, that's part of what she's learning. Yeah. Okay. Spoiler alert. At the end of the show, we kill off everybody. All the audience members. The bloodbath. <laughs> makes Hamlet look like a Disney um, <laughs> Um, who has inspired you, Laura Lillian, uh, uh, theater artists? Uh, who has inspired you? That is a good question. Definitely um, Meredith um, Peterson Cooper, who is, who, she works at Raleigh Little Theater. She's the youth person there. Mm -hmm. I love her dearly. Um, yeah. I said this a million times, but my middle school theater teacher, Mr. Villardi, Love that man. I have his phone number and I text him sometimes and it drives him crazy. Um, <laughs> but yes. Uh, yeah, I think just the teacher, it's not as much actors in my life, but teachers and mentors who have 
pushed me. Sure. And what about you, Kimmy? Uh, any artists uh, who, who loom large <laughs> your imagination? Um, yeah, I mean, well, first of all, my whole entire role model is Winona Ryder. I would, you know, she's great. Shout out to her. But yeah, then like uh, Laura Lillian said, just, yeah, I think a lot of teachers have really shaped me. Like um, Derek Gagne at App State, like I learned probably most of what I know about acting from him. And then my high school drama teacher, Ms. Kaufman, um, just, and then of course, just people in this community. Like really, I was shocked at how supportive the Raleigh theater community is. Mm. Like, I think- um, Is that your cat? Yeah, her food goes off and then she goes crazy. Um, yeah, like, I think I've heard in other communities, it's a lot more cutthroat and competitive and like, you know, you see a girl walk in who's around your size and looks like a similar type and you're like, oh man, I hate this girl. But here, that doesn't really happen. I mean, I'm sure it does a little, but everyone is so supportive and everyone is so kind and helpful and I just... I'm just so thankful that I chose arbitrarily to move to Raleigh instead of somewhere else because I've made such amazing friends and everyone is so great here. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think it's a, it's an extraordinary place. The, the reason I ask you about the first time you had gone into the auditorium is that uh, that was an experience that I had as well. I, in my high school auditorium, the first time I ever really did theater, I, and I walked into the room and there was something that immediately, it felt like I had come back to some place, you know, not, not that I had discovered a new place, but I, that I had come back to where I was supposed to be. Um, and, uh, and, and I didn't want to leave, you know, I, I love the, the sawdust, the smell of the sawdust and the, the makeup that people used a lot of stage makeup back, back in the day, you know, of grease paint and stuff. And, and the smell of that stuff, you know, was so, somehow intoxicating. Um, I think we've all had that, that kind of experience or a similar experience in our lives. If we've, uh, whether we're a visual artist or a writer, you know, writers talk about the beauty of a blank page in front of them, you know, um, well, uh, 100 Words for Snow by Teddy Hennessy opens uh, this Thursday, that's um, October 15th. Uh, we're going to be doing three performances a night, and by we, I mean you, um, <laughs> the two of you, uh, um, at, uh, uh, through November 1st. Uh, there are very few tickets left, as you might imagine, with only four seats for each performance. But um, if you want to try to get one, give us uh, a ring at... 919-834-4001 or visit us at burningcold.org where you can purchase tickets online. Uh, we are going to be social distance. Everybody's going to be wearing a mask. Temperatures will be checked and there will be copious amounts of hand sanitizer. So we're going to do everything we can to protect everybody that we can in the space. Uh, both of you are doing glorious work. Uh, I'm looking forward to, to watching you over the course of the thing. All right, ladies, so thank you very much. I will see you at rehearsal tonight.